0: The Adelphi Racing
1: Club is a racing club of like-minded people who enjoy horse racing and the camaraderie of being a part of something bigger than themselves. It's a true community. Adelphi is Adelphi's a- founding partners have all owned horses in other partnerships and syndicates, as well as their own. The overarching goal of Adelphi is to blend the benefits of solo ownership without the administrative hassle, but with the thrill of the partnership experience. Adelphi offers an interactive ownership experience with real-time access to other partners, trainers, bloodstock advisors, and other members of the team. Adelphi has very limited remaining shares available and a couple of exciting two year old prospects, including a New York bred cult by Red Hot Sire Lauban named mint 10, who is already shipped into trainer Ray Handel's Belmont Barn. Ray thinks he's very forward and should be making the early two year old races later this season. And a Tapper cult, of which I have a piece of, by the way, named Magistrate, who is currently in training down at Kinsman Farm in Ocala, and will be trained by Christoph Clement. This cult is bred and built to run all day, and is an exciting prospect for this summer or fall. Make sure you join the club, and as you can see on the bottom of the screen is the information to get in touch with Matt Cuter, the managing racing partner you see the website the email instagram and on twitter and now ladies and gentlemen let's start the show Good evening and welcome to episode 124 of the HHH Racing Podcast. I'm your host, Howard Kravitz. Thanks again for joining us on an exciting night as we're going to be talking exclusively about the big day at Gulfstream Park this Saturday. It is Florida Derby Day. and We have a fantastic guest to get us through the late pick five and talk about some specific trips of some horses that we're going to want to pay attention to. So we're going to be heavy on watching replays and great info. Please make sure you subscribe right there, bottom right-hand side of the screen. You guys know the drill already. Make sure also you hit that notification bell so you know new content will rise. And that thumbs up button, that'll tell YouTube this is a great show. You can reach me, you can see on Twitter at the bottom of the screen, at hkravitz. And of course, uh, email on the scroll in the bottom, Horse at gmail.com. And also, you can see on the bottom of the screen uh, right now, our next telecast. Uh, This Saturday, I'm very excited, live, just like we did last Saturday. If you watched our live coverage at Dubai last Saturday, I think you're going to love the coverage once again we have of the Florida Derby and Arkansas Derby. We have some guest handicappers coming on, and we'll be reacting live to what we see you're not going to want to miss it. Please make sure you check us out Saturday right here, 6 to 7.45 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, also, before I bring on our guests, I want to give a little shout out. Had a little exciting adventure today. Did a little trade in with my car. I want to thank Matt Bruggerman at Happy Hyundai in Libertyville. Shout out to Matt. Did a great job uh, selling me a, a car today. Uh, did a little trade in. Um, he was fantastic. So shout out to Matt Brueggemann at Happy Hyundai in Libertyville. If you live in the Chicago northern suburbs, check out Matt at Happy Hyundai. We got to hit this pick five Saturday because my payments just went up a little bit per month. So uh, we got to make sure we uh, crush this pick five. I know that our guest is going to make sure we do that as well. A few quick comments before I bring on our guest, uh, Charles. Charles thanks to join the show. Uh, Matt, there he is. I'm assuming that's him. Brad Brueggemann, let's go. Let's do it, Matt. Let's crush this pick five. Uh, Tom Espinoza from San Francisco. Tom, I'm glad you love those live shows. I uh, hope you join us this uh, Saturday. And thanks for the new wheels. I appreciate that. Maybe I'll send out a tweet uh, for the new wheels. Uh, cashing for a nice prize in the live money contest helps me uh, make that decision to sort of upgrade the, the new car. So, uh, Anyway, there he is, Matt. Thanks a lot. He's watching the show, Matt Brueggemann from Happy Hyundai. There we go. All right, enough about my uh, my life. Let's let's get onto the horses. That's why everyone is watching. We already have a lot of people watching live. Please make sure, top right hand side of the screen, you type in those questions you have for our guest in the live chat. We want to have a very lively discussion. Speaking of our guests, let's bring him on right now. Uh, This gentleman was on with us in December. He is part of a fantastic product that's out called TripNote Pros. Uh, He works for them. They specialize in trip notes. They specialize in watching a lot of replays, watching a lot of video, and giving us, the handicappers, some good opinions on some horses to use, especially some prices uh, to use. I know this gentleman we're about to bring on has got some prices uh, for us on Saturday Gulfstream. He was with us in December. Let's bring him on again and welcome to have from TripNote Pros, Mr. Justin Christine. Justin, how are you doing tonight?
0: I'm great, Howard. How are you? Thanks for having me on.
1: Absolutely. We're excited to have you on again. Really appreciate it. Uh, Again, TripNote Pros is is a great product. Let's just jump right in, Justin. For people that are not familiar, with uh TripNote Pros just tell a little bit about the product and then I'm going to bring up uh, some information that you sent me on some new things going on with TripNote Pros.
0: Yeah, so it's uh, an exciting time. I think uh Benny's doing an awesome job uh, of creating some buzz and we're we're gaining some momentum in in a couple of new spots. So TripNote Pros is a product that um is put out to give you detailed trip notes of every horse in every race on a card and uh even giving you uh the bias information from that particular race that the horse ran in and also giving you uh an overview a summary of the race in general the pace and the flow so um you know it's it's much more than what you can read in in the uh the running lines and the comment lines and it's a lot of work and you know, from watching replays, that if you wanna be thorough, um, to get a good feel for each race, you have to watch the race, the replays from every horse. And we do that legwork for you. And uh, we take pride in being extremely accurate and, and catching every little nuance. So you can be confident that when you read the the notes that, that we've put up for each horse in each race, that, um, we've gone over that race, that horse, that trip with a fine tooth comb. And so um, it's a great product and it'll save you a lot of time. And, and it's and it's quite affordable compared to some of the other stuff out there as well. So we're we're proud of what, what we've uh, put together.
1: Absolutely. By the way, we got a shout out from Paul Halloran. Trip Note Pros is a very good product. There you go. Paul's an experienced handicapper, by the way, Justin,
0: Thanks, on the Paul. East
1: Coast. So he knows what he's talking about. He also writes for the Saratoga special uh, in the summer. So he's obviously very familiar with handicapping and whatnot. Paul, thanks for joining the show. Uh, Greatly appreciate it. You know, people have asked me, Justin, why you you want to promote, why should I be promoting other products when I have stuff on my own? And I'll just, uh, I'll answer that question in a second. Uh, and if you don't mind, it's going to bring up uh, a little promotion. I have as well. I have a race day blog. There it is at the bottom of the screen. It's not the same as trip. Note pros, um, hit on a 16 to one last week in Dubai on a, a horse called crown pride in the UA Derby, who by the way, had a very interesting trip. I'm sure Justin's probably aware of that, uh, that trip that that horse got in Japan. So anyway, if you're interested in the race day blog, folks look below the video player, hit the show more button. I also have a bunch of promotions, but just to answer you know, my own question, Justin, I think people should have the right to get any information that's out there. Whether they want to go to Trimno Pros, buy my product, I'm here to help people. I think we need to grow the game, whether it's with my products or your products or whatever. That's why I have other people from other podcasts on as well. I don't understand the, you know, why we're we fighting with each other. Let's just go ahead and give all the people the information they need. Let them decide what's best out there. And you guys have some great things going on right now. I'm going to go ahead and bring on the screen. Let's talk about some of the items you guys have. Right now, I'll go full screen. This is actually an email that Justin sent, so uh, hope you folks at home don't, don't mind. Justin, very briefly, I don't want to make it bigger than that because then we're going to lose some of the writing, but quickly just talk about those four bullet points uh, that you emailed me with about TripNote Pros right now.
0: Sure. So uh, we are front and center on TVG on, on their the website. There's a quick link right when you log in, and that'll take you to one free race every day. Uh, We also have an offer that we're giving out free trip notes uh, every day of the Santa Anita meet starting tomorrow, April 1st. All you have to do is uh, go to santanita.com slash tripnopros and opt in. It takes 20 or 30 seconds, and you'll receive them in your email, your inbox, every day that they're available. And then uh, super excited about this. Um, Keeneland is offering our trip notes for free. Uh, on their website. So congratulations, as, by the way.
1: That's that's a great. That's that's fantastic for the company.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. So uh, just go same as Santa Anita. Go to the Keeneland website and uh, also opt in there. And then uh, the the Tripnote Pros product will be featured uh, every day on the Keeneland live show that Gabby Godette and Scott Hazelton do. So. Uh, if you're watching that you'll you'll get some some extra info in addition to uh everything that you get from the keeneland website and uh they'll be they'll be chatting about it and i don't know maybe benny will make an appearance or two on one of those keeneland live shows that would be really cool if he could break down a couple replays um you know another sort of uh tangential goal of ours is to educate people as well and to help them understand how to how to find Uh, subtle trouble trouble that the you know the average person or the average eye may not pick up on or may not notice that is a huge factor in the outcome of a race
1: oh absolutely i mean i i've you know there there's a lot of information out there like we talked about before the show but you really got to do your homework i mean there are very subtle things that happen within a race that not every handicapper picks out and uh it's something that i've worked very hard on on trying to find those subtleties not just gallop out to the obvious and also One other thing I wanted to mention to the viewers out there: don't just always look for the trouble. You have to look for perfect trips. I think that's something that's very underrated, Mm -hmm. Justin. I know Mm -hmm. that you guys mainly talk about trouble trips, but Mm -hmm. you know that horse that gets that candy trip that might not get it again next time. Big play against next time. So it's not just the trouble, but also you have to look for horse that get perfect trips. I'm assuming you would have to, you know, you agree with that. Looking at the converse argument as well.
0: Oh, for sure. And you know the thing now about. Um, trouble in the running line if it is picked up by the chart caller everybody sees it and they tend to get wildly over bet
1: and not only that sometimes the chart callers don't pick up on stuff and and listen the chart callers have a tough job but you and I both know there are things they miss obviously or they exaggerate they say you know huge steady or whatever you look at it like there wasn't much Mm -hmm. or or usually it's the other way around where like, where, why wasn't this noted in the notes when the horse you know sort of got shut off and they didn't mention it, etc. So anyway, yeah, absolutely got to do your job of looking at everything. Uh, Justin, we got a big day on, on Saturday at Gulfstream Park. Uh, last night we talked about Oaklawn. Today we're talking about Gulfstream. We're going to jump into the late pick five. Now, before we jump into the late pick five, I want everyone to know there are many stake races on Saturday Gulfstream before the late pick five. We are not going to talk about those. There's, I believe, three graded stakes. They have sort of shorter fields. And frankly, I wanted to focus on the late pick five and really deep dive into that. So if you want information about the other stakes before uh, the pick five at Gulfstream Saturday, we will not be talking about those. Uh, Justin, we got some big fields. We got a lot to get to. Are you ready to rock and roll into the late pick five at Gulfstream Park? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. So, I'm going to go ahead and bring up a few things here. First of all, let's bring up the Equibase. I want to put you on, put us on screen here. Uh, this is, sorry for the advertisement, this is going to be the first race we're going to be talking about there. And I will show, of course, our picks on the bottom of the screen. H is for Howard. J is for Justin. Uh, Justin has not seen my picks. I just saw Justin picks just a little while ago, so we did not compare any notes. If we have some horses that are the same, uh, complete coincidence in the same, hopefully great thinking. Could be bad thinking. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, Justin, let's rock and roll. First race yeah. of the pick five sequence is race 10. It's going to start, you can see on the screen there, at approximately 4.09 Eastern. It is the Sur Shackleton Stakes. It is seven furlongs, $100,000 purse on the dirt for the older males. There's the field right there. The morning line favorite is a very talented Indiana bred uh, called Fortin Hill 5-2 morning line for Bill Mott and Jose Ortiz. I'm going to go ahead and now switch to the past performances. And as, as everyone can see, you are indeed going with the morning line favorite 5-2 for OXO equine.
0: Yeah, and I was honestly, I was a little disappointed when I saw 5-2. to um, I think you'll actually get... Um, more like seven to two or four to one on this horse. At least uh, that's what I'm hoping. Maybe it's wishful thinking, but um, I expected him to be in the in the uh, seven to two, four to one range. Um, so let's start with quick tempo though, because in my mind, he's the key to the race. If, if they don't run with him, if somebody doesn't put pressure on him again, he's liable to go gate the wire. He's sharp. I don't think the seven furlongs will be an issue for him. Um, you know, Louis Saez is, is, is going. And uh, so can somebody run with him? That's the question. I, my, my sense is that rough entry is going to put some heat on him and um, from the outside. And I'm hoping that's the case because that might set up well for a horse like my top choice, which is Fortin Hill. I don't mind the inside posts at golf going six, six and a half and seven. Um, I think that was a perfect prep for him. He was versus the flow in that race. Um, he's going to love the stretch out. And I think that he's a horse, despite being six years old, he's lightly raced. Um, I think he's going to make a big step forward. And if he does um, I like his chances. And then you know, Weyburn, I couldn't believe when I saw 10 to 1 on the morning line. Yeah, what I think...
1: What in the world? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. This horse, I, I have a better chance of jumping into this race with a horse suit and, you know, and, 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 and finishing out of the money than Weyburn being 10 to 1. I mean, come on. Really?
0: Yeah. And uh, can we see that, by the way, Howard? Is that possible? You're not going down to Florida this weekend, are you?
1: Um, I am not, I'm not going to be down in Florida, uh, this week. Okay. I'm going to be here. No, but actually, um, if you don't mind, I think now's a perfect time. I'd like to show the Ford Hill last race because I'm not sure if you've any trip notes out of, it, but I do want to show it for our viewers because there are a lot of horses coming out. As you can see the top four are coming out of that race. I don't know if you have any thoughts when you watch the replay, but quick tempo, the horse that Justin mentions gonna be the six on the lead. And you're going to see, uh, the one Ford Hill making a nice run. We're not going to show the whole replay, but I do want to show sort of midway through here. Uh, well, not that. <laughs> so again, if you want to talk it through, here's Ford Hill on the outside.
0: Yeah. And um, you can see he's against the flow here. I mean, those, you know, those horses went one, two, three around. And he he's he leveled out and is finishing really well. And he just looks like a horse that's going to appreciate extra ground. He was, he was getting the quick tempo at the end. Uh, as you can see, he, he cut into that margin. And I think that again, second off the layoff, seven furlongs. Um, there's a lot to like here, as long as somebody can put pressure on a quick tempo. And yeah. um, I'm hoping somebody does that. And, and listen, when Jose Ortiz rides for, for Bill Mott, they're, they're okay together. Um, and so I think Jose got on this horse knowing probably that he was going to need one, uh, in that classified allowance race and that he's, you know, he's, he's, uh, getting right back aboard for, uh, this hundred thousand dollars stake. And, um, I think it's go time for Fortin Hill and I'm hoping for four to one.
1: Yeah. he was off a year and a half layoff too. I mean, that's my only concern, Justin. I have third, he can win, but you know, he's been very ouchy It's a six year old. That's only a six lifetime starts. Um, he is already six years old. If he can get back to – I think he does need to improve slightly. Not very much, but I think he does need to improve a little bit to mm-hmm. win this race. I don't see any reason why he can't improve mm-hmm. uh, you know, off the layoff. I just want to mention also there were two horses in that replay that got dream trips. Rough entry, got a perfect trip, no excuse. Where Paradise Lay even got a better trip. Couldn't win. No excuse. I'm plea against those two. You've got Weyburn for second. I have Weyburn for second also. Uh, coming off a, a, a layoff, is your gut feeling that Brendan Walsh is going to have this horse cranked up? Or is this possibly a means uh, to an end, in your opinion?
0: Um, I think it might be a means to an end. But I also think he's better around one turn. And he looked really good in his work on 311. You can watch those at XBTV. Yep um he looked okay he didn't look as good in his 325 work as he did in his 311 work he was a little late switching leads he's a little goofy at the top of the stretch um but the thing is I mean you he clicks off 47 and 3 46 and four and if you watch the re, the replays of his works it doesn't look like he's going very fast I mean he does it so smoothly he's a nice striding horse and um I, I By the think, way,
1: he is a big horse. I mean, you yes. watch the workouts. The, he, I, I don't, I didn't look into the workmates closely, but he like towered over his workmates. This is just a a big mf'er, which caught, which you know, tells me at least in my experience, Justin, he might need to work his way into mm-hmm. shape. I'm not so sure this is the spot for him. But does he really need to be 100 percent to win this race? Is the question?
0: No, no, he might not. And you know, if you look at his past performances, his arguably his two best races and his two highest figures came off the yeah, of layoffs absolutely um, you know so so he probably does like the fire fresh and it's a good sign that Brendan Walsh is is bringing him back in this uh stakes race I mean he probably could have found a condition allowance uh somewhere but um you know he, he shows some confidence and he gets Tyler Gaffley to ride and so um you know there are some things to like uh not the least of which is the 10 to one price. Now I think Howard, you and I probably both agree that we're not going to get 10 to one, maybe yeah. half that. Yeah. Um, but you know, any, anything above, you know, six, seven to one um, he's a, he's a win candidate, a, a bet a, to, a bet to, to win. If Fortin Hill stays at the five to two morning line. I mean, you know, in the end, in my opinion, it's all about price. And if Weyburn's 6 or 7 to 1 and Fortin Hill's 5 to 2, then, you know, I'm looking towards Weyburn in this case. By the way, Tom also
1: mentioned, and you, you touched on it with uh, Fortin Hill, that his first two lifetime starts. Um, actually, that was with IRAD, so... Uh, uh... Actually, it says, Jose, Tom, you're actually incorrect. I, uh, sorry, I shouldn't have shown that. But we get the idea, Tom. He, the yeah. Ortiz brothers have been on Fortin Hill. So, yep. uh, yeah. Uh, let, yep. Very briefly, I, I got to talk about, let me just say, Justin, I don't really like anyone coming out of that allowance race we saw. Yep. I suppose quick tempo can wire the field. I mean, yep. I don't think seven is his distance, though. So I suppose if he just walks the dog, which... We've certainly seen before he can win, but he's going to be an extreme backup for me. I just think, you know, one of these others is going to beat him, but I suppose he can get loose and win. Um, We got to talk about Collaborate for a second. I've had a bit of a love affair with Collaborate. I will admit, maybe I'm being a bit stubborn. There's nothing to show with replays last time, Justin. I loved, and I'm very honest with my viewers, and I'll be the same with you. I loved Collaborate last time. I thought I was getting a steal at 7-1. Just didn't run very well. Um, he was up close to a fast pace and was five wide against a much, much better field. He's got blinkers on. And what I do like, in addition to the outside post, actually two things. He's turning back, which I think is going to work better for him. And he's got Junior Alvarado back on who rode him two back when he ran a monster race. I don't like the three to one. I'm hoping to get more. I've got this horse on top because, frankly, I don't like that allowance race. And I'm not sure Wayburn's going to be ready. And I'm sort of left with this horse, uh, but he is talented. There's, there's mm-hmm. no question. He's just got to put it together, Justin.
0: Yeah, no question. And I'll just reiterate a couple points that you made. The horses that he faced last time are in a different league than this group. And he, he was wide versus uh, a 21 and a 22 and one first quarter, and then they went the second quarter in 22 and one also. And he was five wide yeah. uh, against that pace. Now, my concern, Howard, and and I don't know if this concerns you or not, is that Anytime he's raced without Lasix, he's not run very well, and um, the times that he has Lasix, he's run very well. Now, could be coincidental, but to me, at three to one, that's definitely something to look at. He's a bit of he's a bit of an enigma, and you know, the no Lasix and the blinkers on. And I'm with you. I loved him last time, and he didn't run a step. And so no. uh, I have him third, but I I, I, I don't know. I I'm off of the Lasix thing concerns me a little bit.
1: You know, I will readily admit, uh, and like I said, I, I did, I did deep dive, but I, I don't always look at the Lasix situation. Cause Justin, this game is hard enough. We talked about this actually in December, how hard this game is anyway, let alone try to figure out who wants Lasix, who doesn't. I'll tell you what, you make an excellent point. I cannot argue anything you just said about the Lasix. Um, I don't know. I suppose, I mean, they don't have to run them in a race that has Lasix either, I suppose. So I, I don't know. Um, Like I said, I would not take a low price on this horse. I wouldn't take anything, probably less than seven to two on him. But I don't think there are a lot of choices in this race, in my personal opinion. So it's a good race, a great way to start off the uh, pick five. Let's go on uh, to the next race here. And I'm going to go ahead and back to our Equibase here. I got a bunch of things to switch. The next race is going to be race 11. There it is. This is the Sanzibel Island Stakes. It's on the turf. It's for three-year-old Phillies restricted. It's a mile and 16th, $100,000 is the purse. There's the field right there. You got a mooring line favorite, the number one, Mischievous Kiss, who, let me go full screen here. Frankly, I think it's a little bit low, that mooring line. Actually, not frankly. I think that's crazy low on this horse, personally. Uh, you see our picks there on the bottom of the screen. We are uh, quite a bit different, so we're going to talk about it. Uh, Justin is going with a very interesting horse that uh, just won an allowance race, I believe. Let's bring it up. Uh, the number two horse, and that name is Beach Nut Trophy. Four to one Moy line for Safi Joseph, and there's your guy Jose Ortiz again.
0: Yeah. Um, so this this horse had had a pretty bad trip, and not much of it is mentioned in the in the comment line. Uh, so. He, he had trouble at the beginning, and he had uh, subtle trouble approaching the far turn. So I don't know, Howard, if you can cue up the beginning and then fast Absolutely. forward it to maybe gonna, halfway down the back
1: stretch. I was just gonna say, anytime you want me to cue something up, just let me know. I'll be happy yeah, to let's, do it. Let's take a look at for that. You. Uh, so, uh, Beach Nut Trophy is going to be the one horse. And yeah. just tell me where you'd like me to go. Yeah, start it at the
0: beginning, and then we'll see the, the trouble. He's going to he's gonna stubble, stumble slightly, and then he's going to steady. He's going to lose about two or three lengths, a couple of jumps out of the gate. Not mentioned in the PPs, by the way. All right, so there it is. And then he has to steady. Right there,
1: absolutely. Yep. The Ramsey soaks there is already studied.
0: Yep. Yep, and then you play it, and he's lost about two or three lengths off the get-go. And then... Um, so, if you fast forward at Howard, maybe to midway down the back stretch, okay, perfect spot. Now you're gonna watch you're gonna watch him here. Uh, he's in a good spot, and now he's waiting. He's waiting. Ortiz uh, is holding him up. He's waiting for the two horse on his outside to get clear so he can shift out because he doesn't have anywhere to go. And at this point, he's moving laterally instead of forward. So moving laterally, moving laterally. now he's now he's following the two horse wide uncovered um and so at this point he's still on hold on hold he swings five wide now he's now Ortiz asks him and then he's going to dive to the inside here in a moment and then he he really starts to kick it in right here Ortiz asks him to dive to the inside he's going to run down these leaders with this like nice daisy cutter type action and he's really going to pull away and then he gallops out big as well I love that performance I like four to one. He's got more speed than he's shown. Um, I think he's going to get a great chip. He'll probably tuck in right behind mischievous kiss who will be on or near the lead. And uh, I think he's going to be mid pack. And I think he's got the best kick of the group. So i I've, I really like him. He's going to be a single for me in the pick five. Uh, there are some wow. others I can talk about, but I'll let you, I'll let you go to yours first and then I'll jump back in.
1: No, I, I love everything I just saw. Um, I'm going to readily admit I did not. Listen, I, I we don't have time to watch like every single replay. Well, maybe Justin does. <laughs> <laughs> I was busy trading in a car today. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, no, no I, I did not watch that replay. Um, you're absolutely right. And, and I'll tell you what, let's put us back on screen. I give extra credit to a, for a horse that can dive to the inside and finish because right. horses in general, and this is a fairly lightly raced three-year-old filly, Uh, coming off a layoff, don't necessarily like to close up the inside. So my only concern is, did Jose Ortiz go to the inside because the horse has a bit of a steering issue and he couldn't just angle the horse out? So I guess what I'm saying is if he tries to do the same thing again in a tougher, bigger field, he might not be able to get to the inside. So I I guess I'm sort of contradicting myself. I Hmm. like the fact she came up the inside, but Justin, I'm slightly concerned that He wasn't able to steer her to the outside like perhaps he could have, or maybe just the horse in front of him was coming out, so he had no choice. I don't know. These are subtle conversations we can have. Anyway, you look at it, she closed very well, I think so. You know what I'm trying to say. I mean, I don't. If she's got, if she's a little bit hard to handle, that might be a bit of a problem.
0: Yeah. What what I think happened was the three horse was drifting out a little bit, and so Ortiz saw, you know, all that green to the inside, and rather than shifting her out further, um, you know, he he took her to the inside. At least that's what that's what it looked like to me from the head on that the three was shifting out, and so you know he didn't want to run into any more trouble. He didn't know how much farther the three would shift out into the center of the turf course, so he just decided to play it safe and dive to the inside. Uh, I've got my pen. I'm moving up Beach Nut Trophy. She just went oh, up right. from, a, from
1: a C to maybe an A or B. I'm putting yeah, yeah. B? Question mark A. Love there it. you go. Thank you, Justin. Appreciate that. This uh, is Now she doesn't run. I know who to blame.
0: That's <laughs> right. This is this is why we have the conversations. And, and no, you probably the same thing for me.
1: So let me return the favor a little bit with you. Uh, go ahead. I want to talk about my topic and your second choice, who I'm sure obviously you like. Shad uh, yeah. Nation. I'm going to leave us on screen just for a minute. Uh, Christopher Clement has said publicly he likes this horse. Mm-hmm. Christoph Clement is a pretty um, low-key guy, pretty mild manner. When he says he likes a horse, uh, my antenna goes up. Okay, number one. Uh, number two, let's let's watch a little bit of the end of the replay here of Shad Nation's first start, Justin, because I thought this was very impressive. Um, didn't really have trouble. First of all, in her debut, as you can see, phase two next out winners. Who is Gunboat? Gunboat just finished uh, in in the wait a while in December. Um, is a nice horse for Suge McGehee. And Spicer is a Chad Brown horse that just finished second uh, two weeks ago to a nice Chad Brown named Dulce Zell, who's a, a foreign invader of Tampa. So Chad Nation comes out of a very strong maiden race. And we're not going to watch too much of this replay here. But Chad uh, Nation is the nine. And I'll just take you to the end of the race because I thought this was pretty impressive here. Uh, got a nice trip, but I really liked the way, and you see she was 10 to 1. Uh, really accelerated well hill in the stretch, very professionally. Um, I don't have the final fractional time, but I just like the way she did it. For a first time, starter to do this in a nice field. is yeah. impressive to me uh, over a good horse. So, yeah. again, there's right. not really much to watch in terms of, look at the stride here. Yeah. And for a first-time two-year-old, that's nice. did uh, not finished
0: run... Sorry. She finished uh she she finished in twenty-eight and three that last quarter. So she was moving.
1: There it is. There we go. Yep, twenty-eight and three. That'd be for the final uh I gotta do the math on that. Final three eighths. So final I'm... yeah. Yeah, that would be yeah. um yeah, close better you can see than anyone else by far uh in that race. So that's pretty uh impressive. Actually it's 316 sorry, that'd be a a uh, furlong and a half, I'm correct on that. Anyway, didn't run as well against Mischievous Kiss. But you know what? Sometimes the, the two old fillies are going to bounce off for a big first effort. I'm not reading so much into that. She's got IRAD. I don't think we'll get the 6-1, to one, uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm going with Shad Nation. Uh, Mischievous Chis, uh, Kiss can win. Um, she's got a race, uh, you know, um, against Spenderella, who I loved last time and was a single mm. for me that day and, and won some money in the contest using uh when I was had Simon Bray on. Um, but I don't know. I'm not sure she has the upside as some of the others, like the two you mentioned, the six I mentioned. But, um, you know, Mischievous Kiss can win also, right?
0: Yeah, she can win. I and mean, two to one is awfully short. Uh, she will get a good trip. She has good speed. Like you said, she chased Spinderella, who, by the way, I like as well apparently everybody liked her because i think she went off at like <laughs> seven to five or eight to five
1: <laughs> yeah she took a lot of money
0: yeah um and you know just to, to piggyback on what you were saying about Shad nation that second trip uh in the chelsea flower bowl was not a very good one she was uncomfortable for most of the trip she was in between horses and yeah. um you know it's important to note i think also that she went off she went off favored in that race so oh, uh, so like kiss yeah exactly so like you right. said the barn the barn liked her yeah. and uh, you know Spicer's a really good horse i think has a lot of promise for chad brown so she's yeah. kept great company you know the, the obviously the only the only uh question mark is the layoff um but absolutely you know clement clement will will have her ready if he's entering her here first off the layoff and she's a she's a big threat as well I, i've I, I couldn't agree with you more there. Um, I
1: almost I almost wish Irad was not on because now now she's going to take more money than she probably should. But I still think we're going to get a price. And I want to move on. I want to take, you know, we're, we're spending a lot of time on these races, which is fine. Um, there are two horses on the outside. I don't know if you want to give any opinion at all on Ambitus, who yeah. um, is coming off a poor effort. And a horse I think that I like a little bit more because of her tactical speed, my Philly twirl, who is not spectacular, but has early speed in a race where I just don't see a lot of it.
0: Yeah. Um, I have uh, on my Philly twirl, I have the trip note that uh, she had a pretty soft trip versus a small field in that last race. And uh, so I feel like she's one you're supposed to play against because, because she had that, soft trip, I mean, nine to two, I, I would need probably double that to get interested in her. And then Am, in um, She actually had a, a quite an eventful trip in the Florida Oaks. Franco was grabbing her and then letting her run and then grabbing her and letting her run. And by the time they turned for home, she didn't have anything left because I think she was either confused or discouraged or she was using up energy down the backside. So I don't I didn't love the sweet chant. Um the Opalina running line is not bad. Opalina ended up running second to Spinderella. Yeah. Um, so if you like her, you can feel confident in drawing a line through the Florida Oaks, I think. Um and, and you know and, and focused on her form before that. I, I just I just don't don't love her that much. I di- I didn't love the way she finished all that much. So yeah. um it is I, a quick
1: turnaround, which you can look at two ways. And Graham Motion's a very patient guy, and he's turning her around very quickly. I take that actually as a positive, Justin. Um, I'm using her uh, defensively. Uh, again, the speed will probably come to sensitivity, which neither one of us have. We'll move on to the next race. But this horse yep. is fast and should get the lead with Paco. So – I don't know. I think this race is pretty pace-dependent uh, and trip-dependent. I think many can win, but Justin and I like the upside of the two and the six uh, yep. the most. But, of course, whoops, I didn't want to do that. But uh, they definitely need the trip, though, because I don't think they lay over these horses by any means. Uh, anything else, Justin, before we move on nope. to the next nope. race? No, let's go. Uh, let's go. Uh, by the way, A-Roth thinks that uh, Shad Nation <laughs> will be 5-2, to 3-1. to one. uh I'll tell you what, if she is that, she's extremely live. I think the board's going to tell on Shad Nation. Um, I think she's taking money. She's an absolute use. And you'll know, folks, if you look at the probable will pays is going forward from the previous race. If she's dead on the board, um, I would have no interest in her whatsoever. Uh, that's how strong I feel about uh, Christophe Clement. All right, let's go on to the next race here. Uh, the next race is going to be race 12. Let's go to the Equibase here. We press a bunch of buttons here. There we go. Race 12 is the Gulfstream Park Oaks. I'm going to switch the banner as well. It's a grade two. Now, this is a big point race for the Kentucky Oaks. This is a very important race for these uh, girls that are trying to race in the Kentucky Oaks. Obviously, restricted for three old fillies. Quarter of a million dollar purse going a mile to 16, two turns. You see the field there. There are two horses that are going to take the bulk of the money. One is Kathleen O from the outside, four to five, and the other is Goddess of Fire, who is nine to five for Pletcher. But Justin Christine says, "Oh no, don't get don't get fooled. There's another horse that he likes. I believe it's pronounced Catish uh, for uh, Jonathan Thomas and Irad, six to one. That's who you're going with.
0: Yeah, and I'm hoping she doesn't uh, scratch to to run at." At Turfway. So uh, let's start with Kathleen o. I mean, she can win, and this isn't the strongest field. In fact, I think there are only three contenders, three horses that can possibly win this race. So she can win. She's never gone two turns. Um, Gulfstream Park at a mile and a 16th has a short stretch, which rarely favors horses coming from well off the pace. Those two factors are enough for me to try to take a stand against her at, uh, below even money odds. And so I'm going with Katish. So that my line on Katish is that in the January 30th race at Gulfstream, stream, where she finished second to doll baby, um, she, she hated the kickback in that race. She was behind horses and, and she was noticeably flailing at the kickback, uh, until she swung out into the stretch. And, you know, she, she's got that Arrogate look to her. And so she really leveled out right at the finish line. You know, it looked like she was just getting started at seven furlongs. And then um, her last race at Gulfstream, she, you know, they must have talked about that. And, and Saez put her right on the lead. And she just increased her margin from there, looked great in the stretch, galloped out really big. Um, like she's going to appreciate every bit of the mile in a sixteenth, two turns um, on the main, and and I think that's the key. Um, she has every right to be much better on the dirt than she is on the synthetic, and so a two-turn dirt race um, with little other pace in there, um, and six to one, yes, please, I'll take that. The flying the ointment could be blustery, um, but. I And, you know, I'm not too concerned. If Blustery gets the lead, I think this horse can, you know, make it hard enough on Blustery out of the gate into the first turn and then can, the way I'm envisioning it, at least. um, I try to envision these races and and the positions of the horses at several points. I'm envisioning um, Irad just easing her out and sitting her off, getting her out of the kickback and sitting her off of Blustery and uh, playing come and catch me when they get to the far turn so uh yeah give me six to one on the two horse katish
1: yeah she's interesting i watched the last replay it was definitely impressive i will say she'd not beat a very good field i just want to show everyone and again i'm not being critical of justin's pick because this horse can win and i'm using her defensively justin but just to show uh there's two horses that were in that race uh that have run back one got a 47 by her One got a 51 buyer. If you look at the buyer figs of the horses in general, they're all like, you can see on the screen, like 50s and 60s. I mean, she did not beat a very good field. That being said, she did it very well. And so you have to give her uh, uh, credit for that. Um, My top choice, uh, you see we have the same three. There's really only three horses in this race, we believe. I could not believe I was getting almost five to two on Kathleen O last time. There was a big... Play for me in a contest uh, for a double, and she just blew by the field. My gut feeling here with Kathleen O. Justin is even if she is a little bit far behind, uh will move early enough, and the extra distance and her late kick is just going to be too much. Um, but if the two gets loose, anything can happen. And then the Goddess of Fire, I don't know what to do with that. Last race was not a very strong race. At, at the fairgrounds, but it's Pletcher. She's improving, and I have a feeling, Justin, that uh, Sias is going to be a little more aggressive out of the gate uh, because they know that they don't want to let the two get loose. So um, my feeling is Gaza of Fire is going to be used a little bit more than it looks on paper. Um, I think these jockeys know, or at least they should know, that if they let, you know, Katish get, you know, go to 24 and 4 and 49, she could be gone. Um, We've seen it many times before, though, in other races. So uh, do you, this last question before we move on, really, uh, can she win with pace pressure or, I mean, is she that good, do you think, or do you think she's going to need her own way on Saturday?
0: Uh, Katisha, are you referring friend? Katisha, yeah. Yeah. um, I don't think she has to have the lead, but, uh, you know, I also don't think uh, if she gets the lead and gets harassed on the outside by let's say blustery that that's the ideal trip for her. I think she's either um, on the lead clear or she's sitting right outside blustery. Um, and that's the way she wins. But if, if she tries, if if irad tries to, to, to go to the lead and blustery tries to go to the lead and the two of them hook up, I, I think she's cooked. And so, you know, at that point I would, I would, uh, I'm, I'm going to use also uh, goddess of fire and Kathleen. O. I I mean, I can't keep her off the ticket, but um, yeah. you know, I'm going to, I'm going to use cat and goddess of fire. Uh, hoping, hoping that probably, pro- probably those two as a's and Kathleen. O as a B um, you know, just, just, just in case, but there's enough for me to play against Kathleen. Oh, uh, in, in the a spot in the top spot.
1: And I will also say before we move on to the next race, none of these girls respectfully None of these girls have any shot in the Oaks. I mean, this is yeah. this is one of the weakest editions of a Gulfstream Oaks I've seen in a long time, to be honest. I, I just, even Kathleen Owen, I mean, she's nice. Actually, she might, she might even better as a sprinter. I mean, we'll see, you know, sort of a late-running sprinter. Uh, but this is not a strong edition of the Gulfstream Oaks at all. Nope. All right, let's go on to the next race. Uh, this is going to be, by the way, we didn't. I didn't sort of talk about the elephant in the room. Let's uh, talk about this for a minute here. Let me switch to the next race here uh, on Equibase. Uh, And actually, I'm going to put us full screen. I'm I'm just going to go like this here for a second, Justin. Uh, The weather. I don't know if you looked at the weather forecast for Saturday. Oh, boy. Could be dicey. Uh, It does look like it's going to be like crazy strong thunderstorms. Look like it could be sort of spotty, typical Florida kind of situation. But um, these races that are on the turf – Listen, this is their last really big day of the year. I'm guessing they're going to keep it on the turf unless they absolutely, you know, unless it's unsafe. They could be moving to the tapita. Uh The uh, dirt could be sloppy. Again, you're going to have to watch the weather, everyone, and see. It looks like there's a better chance of rain in the morning on Saturday around the afternoon. And it's not going to be an all washout kind of situation. Um, so, again, I just want to mention that it's possible these races will be taken off the turf. Although I sort of doubt it even with the tapita because it's a huge day and they don't want to lose business. And a lot of people, <laughs> frankly, are just not big fans of the tapita. Although I suppose your two horse. Well, you think he, she's better on dirt. So I don't know if it would be moved on uh, if it was moved to the tapita, would you have any opinion in the previous race, assuming the field stays together?
0: Uh, well, if it's on dirt, I, I guess they would be, it would be a sloppy dirt. I mean, would they, would they move the, but they move a, a dirt race to the Tapita. They do. Oh, that, that is. Seasonally. Oh,
1: it's a dirt race. What am I talking about? Yeah. I'm. I've had a long day.
0: Yeah. Okay, ignore <laughs> hey, it. Like, what any, the Any any time any time you go through the process of buying a car, you get an excuse for the rest of the night <laughs> if any slip up mentally happens to you. <laughs> let's Jesus be
1: fucking Christ! What the hell am I talking?
0: All right, let's, sorry, Justin. Let's, but just yeah, like, don't where's apologize. Howard, to where's me.
1: Howard going with this comment? My bad. Right? Right, let's just move on. Cause I screwed that one up. All right. As, <laughs> as my good friend, Peter Thomas Fortell says that was a major host fail. All right. The there. beauty of live podcast. It's at race 13, Lord, Oh Lord. Uh, it's race 13. It is, there we go. It's the, the kitten's joy Appleton sakes. It's a, this is for the older uh, males. It's a mile on turf. You can see the rails are off 55 feet. If they run it on the turf, hundred thousand dollars is the purse. Uh, I thought this was an extremely, extremely difficult race. And Justin and I uh, probably agree that it's difficult because we have some uh, different opinions here. His top choice I don't have anywhere, as of right now at least. Here's the field you see. The morning line favorite is the three Phantom Currency for Brian Lynch and Ira Ortiz, who's coming off a long layoff. Justin is going with a horse that I'm actually – even though I don't have in the top three. I am using. I'm very curious to hear why you like the number six, Safe Conduct, fifteen to one morning line. Who lost his last race by a mere thirty-two and a quarter?
0: Yeah, draw a line through that one. I don't. I don't know why they were running this horse a mile and three ace off the layoff, other than for fitness. Maybe with this in mind. I mean, I. You know. Listen. I love the fact that Paco gets aboard. Give me Paco all day on a horse that's forwardly placed. And this horse has has back numbers, has numbers as a three-year-old that can absolutely compete with this group. And, you know, the deciding factor is the 15 to one because, I like you said, Howard, I, I mean, I you could make a case for anybody in this race and I couldn't argue with you. And so, you know, give me 15 to one, second time four-year-old. I love that. I love that angle. I think this horse is going to uh, make a huge step forward here. And I picture Paco having this horse in the second flight, probably third or fourth, uh, sitting off of probably Wolfie's Dyna Ghost and Phantom Currency. Um, maybe Carpenter's Call gets in the mix there from the outside, but you know, those outside posts going a mile on, on the turf at Gulfstream are no bargain. So I thought in a wide open race with a horse that has back numbers that fit second time off the layoff as a four year old, Paco Lopez jumps aboard. Um, big rider upgrade from Julian Le Peru, in my opinion. Um, there, there's enough to like here at fifteen to one that I'm going to take a shot.
1: Uh, I'm going to push back for one reason only. And by the way, Justin, I do have this horse as a B. So everything you said, I agree with. Yep. When is the last time this horse has passed anyone? That is my only concern. I understand he's turning back. I love – I this is a sneaky horse, and I'm using him. Yeah. And I, I love your pick. Love yeah. your pick with this horse because yeah. you know people are going to see the lose by 32, and yeah. everyone exaggerates the last running line, blah, blah, blah. So I love your creativity here. My only issue is when you look down the PPs, and I've seen this horse run many times. I mean, he just doesn't pass, and there is a lot of other speed in this race. So – And I'm not sure he's quick enough early to get the lead if others send. So I love the creativity here. My only concern is he doesn't really pass horses. Um, Let's talk about uh, your top pick. Sorry, your second pick and my top pick. And I just want to say for everyone two things. Number one, I have no freaking clue who's going to win this race. And you almost rarely hear those words out of my mouth. Number one. Number two, I thought six to one was a bit low for a morning line, considering the best buyer fig for Scarlet Sky in his entire life is an 85. And a lot of these horses have run in the 90s several times. But you and I think this horse is interesting. I'd love to hear why you like Scarlet Sky.
0: Uh, Best finisher in a race that potentially could have a pace meltdown. Uh, good, Good trip good trip um, along the rail until um, Rosario decides to move and he usually decides to move at the correct time he's won on this horse before uh, first start as a four-year-old so we are I think we are getting a little value because the buyers are lower this course course could jump up and, and run a buyer that fits with these easily with just slight uh, natural improvement as a four-year-old you know I the only thing is i i hate taking horses who are going to be last um you know in in a, a relatively large field but you're going to get the pace set up you have rosario and you know you have shug who I, I, I never doubt any move that he makes and so those are my those are my arguments for scarlet sky how about you i'm interested to hear why you like this horse
1: i mean this is a complete pace situation to me and it doesn't always work out i mean how many times we've we seen Four five. I mean, let's take a look at it real quick for, for the viewers here because they don't have the PPs in front of them probably. Noble Indy uh, is not slow, but, you know, he'll probably be more mid-pack or just off the pace. You've got – Wolfie's Diagos has to go. This, this is a, this is a one-way speed. I don't care if it's on turf, on on the tapita, if they run it on the highway just outside of Gulfstream Park. Like, I don't care where this is run. Ortiz has got to go. That's the only way this horse can win. Order in Law, more mid-pack. Okay grace fable who at first i discounted because i'm like okay this horse is off big layoff is probably prepping for woodbine take a look at what happened mark the same time last year in this race when everyone thought the same thing he was ready and won a seven to one so grace fable i don't love but has won before off the layoff and this horse has speed if she still has speed what is phantom currency in a go i've been watching his workouts what is this horse gonna be taking back? I mean, it doesn't look like it on paper. This is a speed horse. You think Irad is is probably gonna go. Carbon is a call is a speed horse. He in theory has to be go or up close. And then English B is probably more of a stalking. So there are a lot of horses in this race, Justin, that just look like they need to be up close. And Scarlet Sky is the best closer. The problem is, and I think you laid it out very well, is sometimes he's just too far back. So um, the best closer yeah. in a race that has a lot of pace in it. I don't really have too much to add other than that. Uh, you've got the five you, we just mentioned, Gray's Fable in third, uh, who's won off a layoff before.
0: Yeah, and at, uh Atfeld has good numbers with long layoffs. Yeah. Um, this year he's three for eight. Um, last couple of years you can see he's uh, he's got he's forty percent from fifteen starters. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean. Listen, he's he's a first-time seven-year-old. I don't love that. I certainly don't love the five-to-one morning line. I thought he was going to be much higher than that. Um, The only other thing I'll add about this race is that a couple things. Number one, I can't believe Phantom Curse. He's three-to-one morning line. I wouldn't know part of him at three-to-one morning line. And Noble Indy, uh, don't be afraid to throw him into your trifecta. I I think um, Gustavo Delgado has gotten a a big race out of him as a seven-year-old. Uh, I think he can move forward again. I think he's going to get a really good trip tucking in along the rail behind the speed. And uh, that last race was not that bad. And, you know, I I mean, I would certainly want 12 more than 12 to one. But the second and third quarters of that race were quick. He moved into them. And yeah. I think you could do worse, probably at 20 to 1 for, for your third spot in the trifecta.
1: Will he be a 106 to 1 like last time? <laughs> <laughs> Unreal. Um, I'm going to quickly talk about Orin Law and then we're going to talk about the Florida Derby. Okay. Um, I, I, I don't get fooled by the last time win by four against Cheaper, but he has races on the go back in California that are clearly good enough. And I looked up Daniel Pita real quick. I just want to show Daniel Pita, who is not as well known. If you look, I'm going to make this a little bit smaller. If you look at who he wins with his main guy, do you see this on the right side? Reyes, 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 Reyes. So Reyes is his guy and Reyes uh, is on him on Saturday. I think that is worth noting. Um, So, and, and you know, this trainer can win off the claim and this is a wide open race. So, Anyways, they bring us back on screen. I I can see people hitting the all button here. I just I don't love anyone. I don't hate anyone. Uh, this is a very difficult race, Justin.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I wouldn't talk anybody off anyone. Um, and you make valid points on on uh, the the four horse, the horse that you like, yeah. and. Uh, I, I, did, did, I he, did I just move him up in
1: your, in your picks for a Yes. Yes. <laughs> he, he will be
0: on my ticket. He will be a saver, but he will be, okay. he will be on my ticket. If for nothing else, then he's, he's sharp right now.
1: Yeah. These Lions horses are coming off layoffs, right? I mean, who knows yep. how they're going to run. And Justin and I take a lot of time looking at the, the works like Phantom Curse He has really fast works, but that Palm Meadows turf that they work is very yep. fast of course. So, yep. and I watched the works. He didn't, I mean, I didn't see anything like crazy explosive. I don't know. I just wouldn't get too carried away with some of the times of some of the works on those turf courses, especially at Palm Meadows. Just want to bring that up. All right, Justin, here we go. Let's yep. let's talk about it. Yep. This is the big one. Uh, and there's even, if you're hungry, there's even food on the right side of the screen that people can see. Sorry for the ads, everyone. Uh, it's the Curl in Florida Derby. Uh, it is going to be approximately at 638 Eastern Standard Time uh, without the post lag. Uh, yes, that was a cheap shot. Uh, this is $1 million for, of course, three-year-olds, big 100-point prep. They're going a mile and an eighth. Let's take a look at the field, Justin. We'll round off real quick. We got strike hard from the inside, big price 20-to-1. Classic Causeway coming back quickly off a big win at Tampa, 7-2. Simplification. Coming off a win at the Fountain View with five to two, King of Truth, uh, Papa Cat. There you see Charge It and White Abario going to be taking a lot of money, and then three uh, long shots on the outside: Cajun Magic, captain and Clapton. Uh, you are. Let's put our picks. Who are we going with? Here's the beauty of Trip Note Pros and Justin and Christine. He is going with a bomb on the top, and I'm sure he has good reasons for it. As we go to the pps and by the way justin i also have the found of youth queued up whenever we want to watch that as well you're going with not this or sorry as i switch it uh please explain to everyone how they're going to get rich and strike it rich pun intended with strike hard for william sorry matthew williams and junior alvarado who is triple crown nominated by the way you can see that insignia there, 20 to 1 Tell us how, Justin.
0: All right. Well, let's start with the other three horses because that, that leads me to strike hard. Classic Causeway rerouted to the Florida Derby wasn't the original plan coming back in 21 days. White Abario had a fever last Tuesday, pushed his Sunday work back to Tuesday. That's never a good thing. Sometimes fevers can take the starch out of a horse for, for more than a couple of days after the fever resi- resides, uh, after, after it um, dissipates. So, don't give. I, I loved White Barrio. I I have a future on him after uh, the Holy Bull. Oh. Uh, I don't love him in this race because of the fever issue. And then, can
1: simple I ask, t- can I ask what you're getting in the future?
0: Um, twenty somewhere between twenty five and thirty, I believe. Beautiful. Um,
1: that that's what I have on Epicenter. By the way, I I that I have, that looks. I have, only fifty bucks. I wish I had more, but I'll take fourteen hundred right now.
0: Yeah, okay. that looks that looks way better than White of Barrio, The way Epicenter ran last week.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, Go ahead.
0: No, it's okay. And then Simplification. You know, he never switched leads in the Fountain of Youth down the stretch, and I don't know. That was a little bit troubling for me. And then I read some uh, comments about um, Antonio Sano saying that. You know I hope we win this race, but I just want to see my horse continue to get better and better leading up to the next one. Remember, our main goal is the Kentucky Derby. Um yeah. and, and so so that you know that gave me a little pause for concern also. And then he also said that you know they could they could change tactics because they don't want classic Causeway to get too far ahead. So, you know, the the three big horses, I have I have questions on all of them. And you know, I think also knowing Classic Causeway is going to be out front. I think he's going to get some pressure. I don't think they're going to let him go gate the wire. And I think if it doesn't heat up in the first quarter, I think by the second quarter, third quarter, you're going to have a hot pace. And so I like strike hard going from the 10 hole at Tampa where he broke slow and it's not in not in the comment line. Uh, he ended up being in the last flight, taking, taking dirt um, around the first turn, lagged, and then made a sustained five-wide move at about the three-quarter pole. I mean, he was way out in the middle of the track. Yeah. Do you um, want me to bring and, up that
1: replay, Justin? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. It. Sure. Yeah. So but that can, our viewers can, can see uh, what you're talking about. Yeah, support, you can start it, especially at the when beginning. you're going with a bob. I think it's important when viewers. Yeah,
0: can Yeah. No, I agree. You, know, you can start, start it, at the, it out of the gate, and then you can fast forward it yeah. to like midway down the backstretch. You sure. can see in the uh, when he. I was just going to say he's the 11 here. And, of yeah. course,
1: Classic Causeway, who wired the field, is the three. So pay attention to Justin's top picker, Strike Hard, the 11.
0: Go ahead. Okay. So he'll break a little tardy. And then you'll see the the kickback come flying. And, you know, he, he's taking it. All right. So there he, he, you know, he breaks a little slow. Um, Rez just grabs him here. And then he gets behind horses. He gets behind this eight horse here. And and the kickback starts flying. You can see it flying from all the horses, and so he's he's eating dirt, and he's you know uh, twelve lengths behind Classic Causeway at the, at this point. Right here, um, he's already
1: angled out to probably what the four path I would say.
0: Yep, yep. And then it, and then it gets gets worse. So he's he's slowly progressing, you know. And the whole time he's wide. Now it's really going to make a difference when he gets to. The second turn, and um, I'll, I'll forward it just
1: so I don't want to forward too much because that middle move is coming, yeah, sure, up. all the way on the outside. There, yeah, he's Go all
0: ahead. he's all the way on the outside. Um, and so, and so, so here he comes, he's in the red silks. Um, he's probably in the five or six path now. Um, and they haven't hit the far turn yet. And so when the race speeds up here, you know, the wider you are, the the, the the more gravity plays against you also. And so, you know, he's way wide. This horse is having to work much harder than the horses inside of him to, to try to sustain position. Um, and so anyway, he runs off for a non-threatening fourth beaten six and, and a half lengths. You know, today he's going from the from the 10 post to the cozy one draw, uh, which at a mile in the eighth uh, means something in my opinion. And he's got a lot more speed than he's shown in in the Sam F. Davis. Um, in the race before that, he was four lengths behind simplification, but he and simplification basically finished um, the the same final quarter. Uh, he was, I think, uh, maybe 15, 15 hundredths of a second slower than, than simplification in the final uh, stands of that race. And in my opinion, Alvarado moved a little late. He was sitting last. He was behind a uh, sitting second last behind a, a, a few horses, and he just waited too long to move, and by the time he moved, simplification was gone. So he has more speed than he's shown. He goes from the far outside to the inside. I think there might be a, a pace heat up at some point in the race, and you got the long stretch of a mile and an eighth. I'll take it. Going back to Alvarado, um he's run his best races with blinkers i think there's a case to be made for this horse and he's going to be 25 or 30 to one so I- i'll i'll gamble on strike hard in the in the florida derby
1: i i would never question anyone on a long shot as long as they have reasons and i've made the same arguments with horses in the last year and a half for better or for worse justin and as you well know in this game sometimes they work out unbelievably and you're a genius and other times they don't. And people will say, how could you pick this horse? What a stupid... Listen, you, you have to take chances in this game. And, and, and I love your reasoning. As long as someone has reasoning, I don't blame anyone ever for picking a, a big long shot. And I totally agree uh, with everything you said. Despite everything you just said, I'm not sure he's good enough to win. But I am fascinated with this horse possibly underneath,
0: mm-hmm. especially
1: if things get heated. I think Junior's going to save ground the entire way. Maybe a hole opens up. Listen, stranger things have happened. There's no killers in this race. So uh, I think you have a fascinating argument. Uh, you already mentioned about Classic Causeway you have in, in second, uh, and then you have Simplification in third. Is there anything else about this race you'd like to add before I uh, discuss my picks?
0: Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm curious though on your opinion of Charge It. And I do see your case for uh your horse in third that's O captain i believe yes sir yeah i I see i see a case for him so um yeah anyway go on with what you your your analysis howard but also uh what's your feeling on charge it in this race
1: awesome i'm gonna put us i'm gonna take off i've been waiting for this moment all week all (laughs) right here we go folks everyone you can either you can send me you can uh, tweet it out saturday and say howard you're stupid or great call Classic Causeway, I hate. If this horse wins, I'll be absolutely shocked. I'm completely, completely against classic causeway. Number one, I don't think he's as talented as people think, only because he's been getting away with pretty, you know, easy fractions for the most part, facing horrible fields. Again, no disrespect to connections, just not really good fields. Number one. Number two, he's gonna take a lot of pace. Uh, pressure. Number three is coming back quickly. Number four, he's a low price. I could go on. Uh, classic Causeway. I probably just put it in the winner's circle. I don't like him at all. Okay. Number one. Um, let's talk about, I'll, I'll go. Uh, let's talk about simplification. I have on top um, and I'm going to put back our PPs here. Uh, just one second here. Whoop, there we go. Um, I think he's the most likely winner of this race. Um, although I find I did not hear what the trainer, what Antonio Sano said, I don't love everything that you just told me he said, but that being said, this is the best horse in the race. The last two times he has not got out of the gate. Great. And he still run well. Last time I know he was on the wrong lead and I'm going to show you the end of that race because it's going to lead into my bomb pick in this race in a minute. I know he didn't change leads, but he, he, he still ran well, he got 96 buyer. Uh, has been working well, has a great post. I think it's going to set up well. Simplification is one of my top choices. Actually, it's my top choice. I think he's a a likely winner of this race. Uh, Charge it. I'm a big fan, Justin. I think Mm -hmm. this horse is very, very talented. I think I could make the argument this is the most talented horse in the race. Uh, He's faced good fields. Uh, The first time he took a ton of pace pressure, first time out. Uh, breaking from the inside which is hard to do going that mile shoot and after his race his main race at January 8th I called a friend I said this is a derby threat Um, I didn't he wasn't even in the derby pool at that time I loved what I saw ran big next time my only concern Justin with charge it is twofold number one can he take dirt if he doesn't you know break well Mm -hmm. and number two can he deal with this class these many classy horses so I'm a little bit worried about the trip he might get, especially with White Abario breaking to his, you know, outside. Mm-hmm. Can he charge it rate at all? Or can he, you know, in between horses? I mean, he's gotten his own way for the most part in his first two. But if he gets any trip, I think this could be the most talented horse in the race. I am very, very interested in charge it, not only on Saturday, but going forward. Mm-hmm. I would say more especially going forward mm-hmm. than Saturday. All right, here's my let's put us on screen. Here, here's my crazy wacko bomb idea, and I don't think it's I don't think it's that crazy. Uh, let's very briefly talk about Oh Captain. A few things that the viewers and I'm not sure if you know this either just got supplemented a few days ago. They just paid the supplemental fee to the Derby, so mm-hmm. the connections are serious about this horse. Uh, if he comes first or second, he's going to the Derby. The connections like this horse. Uh, Triple Crown nominated. And look who, who's on this horse, Rosario, who, in my opinion, is the best finisher of any jockey in the country. Uh, so I like all those three things. Now let's talk about the trip, Justin. He was in the Fountain of Youth, and I don't want to show the incident on the far turn, frankly, because no one needs to see that spill again. It was ugly. However, I'm going to show you right after. So right here, right here on the outside is simplification. You'll see that wrong lead. That Justin mentioned the horse. I mentioned Oh captain is in behind right here in the white cap. He already moved to the inside and I just prefer not to show the spill. Justin just out of respect to the horses, but I will say Oh captain, he didn't steady, but he was gaining momentum and the jockey had to like wait a little longer than he wanted to. So people feel free to watch the replay on your own folks, but Oh captain uh, did lose a little bit of momentum. Uh, because there were fallen horses around, you mm-hmm. could see the jockey was a little bit, you know, uh, scared by that and just didn't wasn't able to accelerate the way he wanted. I'll sh- I'll show the replay here. Uh, uh, I get here's O Captain right here coming wide in the outside. You see the wrong lead there for justification. Uh, this is a nice horse here that's not in this race, and here's O Captain coming on the outside here finishing very very well i'm going to show the gallop out it's a little hard to tell but if you freeze it right here i mean Mm -hmm. he's not that far away from simplification Mm -hmm. uh let me try to sell you on one other thing uh as well i don't have to sell you justin maybe the viewers out there look at the breeding uh this is a this is a horse by uh again uh sorry let me go back uh here we go this is a horse by carpe diem of an AP Indy mare, Mama Nadine. And Mama Nadine, as you can see, was absolutely a two-turn horse. This was a Pletcher horse uh, for Windstar. And, uh, oh, Captain, uh, look, breeding by Windstar. So I think this horse is going to get better going longer. Um, I really I – would go full screen here. I'll put us back on screen. I think this horse is fascinating. I don't like him on top. But this is going to be one of my uh, plays. I really like this horse, Justin, underneath for sure, especially mm-hmm. if that pace develops like I think. I think this horse can easily clunk up for second or third at a big price. Um, so I have the same feeling with this horse as you do as the one. I think either one of these horses can get to the number. Um, how do you feel about it, Oh Captain?
0: It's interesting that in his first race, he was on the pace. He was on a 22-2 first quarter. Yeah. My suspicion is that maybe he has a little more speed. I don't know if they'll decide to use it. Maybe this was an experiment in the fountain of youth, let him take some dirt and maybe give him an education. I certainly would put him in the third spot in the trifecta. Uh, I, I, you know, Castellano to Rosario in my mind is a big upgrade. And like you said, uh, I didn't know that they supplemented him. That that shows confidence from the connections. So, I can, I can very much see you, uh, getting this horse up for third. Um, again, he's 20 to one, you know, he'd probably be every bit of that, uh, or, or close to it. Uh, so Uh, Jim,
1: Jim, I'm sorry, Jim Pilar has got a great question for you, Justin on strike hard. You see at the bottom of the screen, if you read that, uh, can you respond to to Jim's comment there? Yeah,
0: sure. Um, I don't think it's going to be much of an issue because classic causeway is, is just going to go and he's going to clear pretty easily. And, you know, strike hard is not going to be right up on those speed horses. And so, uh, you know, when they clear and, and come over, I think he'll be far enough back to stay out of trouble. The question, the question is, you know, will he be able to find room from down there on the far turn to get out? And a lot of times these, these races tend to start to, to spread out uh, around the far turn, especially these dirt races as opposed to the turf races. And so yeah. you can usually find room in a dirt race uh, when you need to. And then he's got the the long stretch. So I don't see that. It's an excellent point. I don't think that it's a cause for concern. And so it, it, it wouldn't bother me one bit and just another note, Howard about charge it. Uh he's working with fearless and arguably outworking fearless. The, he um, has been
1: outworking him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so there's another feather in your cap if you're someone who is on the charge of bandwagon.
1: Uh, just quickly, I want to uh, just a shout out to uh, Olamide. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. Thanks for joining the show. That's the first time I've seen the comment from um, Olamide. Thank you. We we uh, And thanks to Tom and Dean for said that we're talking about Gulfstream. I'm assuming this might be an overseas viewer. So, Justin, we got – that's the beauty of live uh, YouTube, right? We got people from literally all over the world. Uh, joining us it's fantastic and i'm not sure if he's from outside the united states but but that that is my guess um i want to white abario you said i'm sorry give me your final opinion on white abario i'm personally against i don't know where that race came from last time and i'm not sure he comes out of a strong race uh what was your opinion on white abario
0: well i liked him until um yeah, you know, he spiked Obviously. a fever last Tuesday, yeah. and then they and they pushed his work back. It Seems to never go well, and the fevers can take uh, some of the starch out of horses. So, I'll look for him down the line somewhere. Um, you know, I, I don't know. After I bet him his his future in the Kentucky uh, Kentucky Derby pool, I I looked went and looked at his breeding again. I don't love him for a mile and a quarter. I just he you know he won the Holy Bull very impressively his works leading up to this before his last work were very impressive i loved him so i grabbed him at 25 or 30 to one thinking if you know if he did win the florida derby that he would be probably one sixth of that price or uh, one fifth of that price on 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 race day perhaps so um that was my thinking but i'm i'm against him here in this race howard
1: all right. Well, Justin, we're going to wrap up the show. I know you've been on for a while. If you want to quickly talk about your pick five at the bottom of the screen, I just put up there, you're singling. I love the aggressive single on the two horse in the second leg. Uh, you're using strike hard there in the last race. Uh, you're going four deep in others. I know any general thoughts on how people should construct their uh, horizontal pick five other than the single with the two?
0: Um, yeah, I, I would just say that it seems like two of these races – in my opinion you can you know you can lock up i think in race 10 if you use those four you've locked it up and i think in race 12 if you use those three you've locked it up um you know in race 13 uh, i'm looking for a price i'm, I'm going to use noble indian start scarlet sky i'm going to use grace fable and safe conduct i'm going to use your horse now order and law and so you know i i don't like english b i don't like phantom currency i think you can get a price there and then in, in the in the Florida Derby. I think that um, there are cases that can be made for scenarios where horses that are prices can win this. I'm going to cover the, you know, the the three mains uh, and then I'm going to throw strike hard in, and then I'm going to single that horse that I love. I'm hoping to get four or five to one on that horse. I think he's going to get a great trip. He's the best finisher and, uh, you know, he's got, he's got trouble, trouble that is concealed by the, the inaccurate comment line. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go after this a little bit and and see if we can get a price or two and, and make this pay.
1: All right, your camera fell down. Sorry, bit, so, <laughs> no problem. Uh, very briefly, I almost never hit the all ball, Justin. Like never. Yeah. I think if you if you're hitting the all, you've no opinion or a bad opinion of the race. Um, I'm seeing Kathleen O. I hear what you're saying. I suppose the two can wire the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, This is not the ticket I'm playing Saturday, obviously. I use an ABC method. But if I had to make an, you know a, a caveman pick, I think the two most likely winners of the sequence are Kathleen O and Simplification. I don't mm-hmm. think either one of them lays over the fields, but the other races are just completely wide open in my mind. And so because I feel like I need to spread in the penultimate race, I would go ahead and single. But again... I don't, I wouldn't feel great about seeing you one of those uh, two horses. Although I do think simplification is a likely winner. And I think Kathleen O with any pace in front of her is a likely winner. Um, So there's my pick five, take it or leave it everyone, And of course the bomb, There, O captain on the end, maybe to clunk in uh, Mm -hmm. for the try. Uh, Mm -hmm. Justin, you've been fantastic. Once again, we love you. Have the uh, trip note pros, make sure you say hi to to uh, Benny, for us, everyone here, at the HHH Racing Podcast. Maybe we can get the big shooter on uh, on this show at some point. Any final thoughts for uh, Saturday Gulfstream? Uh,
0: you know it should be a fun card. I'm just just hoping that you know a lot of these big days recently uh, at these at these tracks um, tend to be very chalky. I've noticed. Um, you know the, the the horses that have were supposed to run well have run well and have dominated, and so that's always a likely scenario and a strategy uh, that's not a bad idea might be to, uh, back up, you know, a smaller ticket, maybe a $5 pick five with some of, some of the favorites, um, that seem like likely winners. Um, and, and maybe hit it a couple times. Uh, if, if you're one that, that likes some of the favorites, because these, these big days have chalked out recently. So, uh, but it's going to be, it's fun. And, uh, Howard, I appreciate you having me on as a, as a blast talking horses with you. I, I love the show. And, uh, Keep up the great work.
1: Thanks, Anna where are you located again?
0: Uh, Allentown, you... Pennsylvania, just okay. just north of Philadelphia.
1: I will be at my first Triple count race ever. I'll be at the Belmont this year, and I'm also going to be at Saratoga for the first time this summer. I have no idea your plans. If you happen to be in any of the New York area New York tracks, I'd love to hook up with you, Justin.
0: Buy oh, a yeah. beverage,
1: say hello. Do you oh have yeah, any plans that'd be on, fun. Any plans going out to uh, Saratoga or the Belmont or anywhere out east uh, this year?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh we booked a, a place at Saratoga I think in, in f- last week in July or the first or second week of August at some point.
1: Mm, I'm going to wow. be there the second week. All right. We'll, we'll have okay. to we'll, 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 we'll have to work something out at some point. So Listen,
0: twist twist my arm if I have an excuse. I'm I'm 4 <laughs> hours away, so I I can drive there, Howard, you know, give me, uh, go to give the me a reason to get out there.
1: How about the Belmont? No. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm 2 hours from Belmont Park, so that's a, that's an even easier drive for me.
1: All right, I'm gonna. Uh, hopefully, I'll see you at the. We'll, we'll get in touch. I love. Maybe we can hook up the Belmont then.
0: So. I love it. I All love right, it.
1: Justin, thanks again. I'll send you an email after the show. Really appreciate Excellent. you coming on. Get uh, information on TripNote Pros. Fantastic uh, product. Highly recommend. Everyone uh, gets it. Justin, Christine, take care. Have a great night.
0: Appreciate you, Howard. Thank you.
1: All right, take care. Bye bye. All right, that was Justin Christine. Fantastic information, everyone. That's what we do on this show. I give. I try to get the best guests. Give everyone great information. He had some very interesting uh, replays that I think were definitely you know worth watching and taking a look at. Um, I, I'm going to revise some things as well. And uh, Justin's going to revise a few things that I thought could happen. That's the great thing about horse racing handicapping. You can bounce ideas off each other and learn from everyone. Again, this Saturday, this Saturday, folks, live coverage. Again, mark your calendars, put on your phone. Live coverage this Saturday evening, 6 to 7.45 Eastern Standard Time, right here on the HHH Racing Podcast. It'll be myself and a few other guest handicappers. We're going to walk through the races. We're going to talk about the races after. And during the races, as they happen, uh, you're going to see our reactions. So, again, you're going to want to check us out on Saturday. We had a great amount of fun and viewership with this uh, last Saturday and we're going to do it again this Saturday that will wrap it up for episode 124 of the HHH raising podcast I've been your host Howard Kravitz please join us this Saturday again early evening for live coverage of the Florida Derby and the Arkansas Derby hope we helped you on Saturday at Gulfstream kick some butt with those bets On Floor Derby Day, take care everyone. Have a great evening.